0: oh it's so good to see you guys um pray with me would you uh heavenly father i truly truly thank you for this evening i thank you for those who took a drive and a trip uh father i thank you for just spoiling us with where we live and the opportunities we get um to enjoy your creation and father thank you primarily for your kindness for your kindness lord in jesus name amen so it's literally the only thing that has ever changed me and i think looking back at my life it's literally the only thing worth mentioning and sometimes when we see life change and we see habits and thought patterns and mental health and even physical health things change i can only look back it took me a while is there an echo Zeke? seek you meet the mics um looking back or me uh looking back at my life it took me a very long time to figure this little piece out and i want to share something with you guys today that the only reason some of you guys have changed towards becoming more like jesus or just changing bad habits or working on thought patterns or you know the big fancy church word sanctification and i think the only reason it's ever happened is because of the lord's kindness to us and that's what i want to talk about today through my story even though like it's you know stemmed from addiction you know like what is today the 11th the 11th 9th N- <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine it's almost, almost. almost. <laughs> don't give me that you guys i wasn't even close i was a week wi- i was a, literally a. I was a week off um, but on the 16th, on the 16th of this month, I will be seven years sober from alcohol and drugs. Thank you. But, and uh, it's always, always been so hard for me to say congratulations because I'm like, man, looking back, I know that I joined Jesus in with his work. I know I'm a co-laborer, a co-worker. I, I can't change if I sit on my butt, right? But man, I look back, I'm like, is, there's is no Zach anywhere in that only representing my like wisdom in knowing jesus and knowing his kindness and being changed that way from being saved from the pit all the thought patterns i used to have i mean you can even man i used to just post the gnarliest things online and you know like thank you facebook for reminding me what i posted 13 years ago (laughs) while i was at a party or something i was like I'm not going to repeat that because i'm like who are you and if you look back at your life and you can kind of tell yeah maybe our personalities have changed maybe our families changed maybe something got unfortunately taken away from you as a loved one or a relationship or something changed your personality wise but in reality like it all changed because of god's kindness and i know some of us in this room we have so much tension We have a lot of tension that those things, you know, like Job says, he gives and takes away and all the things that people get ripped out of their lives and a relationship or a bad diagnosis, took a loved one or something got ripped away. And you're like, how is that the Lord's kindness? Some of us have screamed at God and cussed at God and just really got frustrated with God and and that's warranted. But we know that there's some things that are so intermediate and they're happening now that we cannot thank God for we're upset. But there's things in the past, like my sobriety, I look back seven years ago and I'm like, no way you're going to put down the bottle. You love whiskey way too much. And all of a sudden looking back, I'm like, man, it was the Lord's kindness that brought me that. So there's things that are intermediate right now that you can thank God for or not thank god for i know that's really tough to say because i'm like man i just been there and i'm like i'm really upset at you god but and there's things in the past a long time ago that you can say thank you god and the world the world has so many things about change and there's not there's not a lot of necessarily bad things out there you know when you read maybe a magazine or men's health or you see something on instagram or a TikTok, like three ways to change your morning or routine, change your routine this way, change your routine that way, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, like try this devotional, try doing it in the morning or evening, or listen to a sermon driving or worship song. All these things to try to change because in, you know, in Romans, you know, Paul does say, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Like re- by just become like Jesus by renewing your mind. Your thought patterns have changed. Anyone's thought patterns have not changed over the years. I just talked about it. Um, I didn't expect anyone to raise their hand, so I just carried on. Um, but I was like, some people have read, uh, I published a, my first book like five years ago. And I read some of the stuff. I'm like, bro, do you even believe that anymore? There's some doctrine thing stuff. And I'm like, man, I just was a completely different person when I wrote it. And I'm like, it's not necessarily bad, but I'm just letting you know if you kind of zoom out of your life, you can kind of have some trail markers. I'm like, you know, what I have changed a lot. And the world says a lot about it. And um, there's a lot of negative things. But uh, there's also some great things in, you know, that the world offers, but I'm just letting you know that it's only partnered with as Christians, with his kindness, that is ultimate change, right, the thought patterns and the bad habits we do, I want everyone to think about those bad habits you have that you wish you could change road rage porn all these things that we wish we can change like why am I like that you know but you're in good company you really are in good company when Paul the apostle Paul says why do I keep doing the things that I don't want to do and why don't I do the things that I I don't do the things that I do want to do why anyone else (laughs) okay but I just want to do something that i've never done before um, but i've done it um, a lot in my personal time i am like a, a poet and a like almost a psalmist at heart um, my favorite book of the bible is the psalms and i would always take a psalm from the bible a short song long song or a psalm and i'll just dissect it and try to pair it with scripture you know cross-referencing it to jesus you know the, the whole book of psalms could they they knew he was coming they kind of knew the lord but what what a blessing that we have is that we have the book of psalms and knowing jesus came and knowing what jesus did and but these people wrote these psalms and i would just sit there and i like dissect i'm like that's a good teaching from jesus and you know like go back and forth and i would do that to worship songs all the time my brain is like it, i it almost fries my brain like i can't even worship to be honest sometimes when i'm reading the lyrics of worship songs I'm matching scripture that can cross-reference and kind of go alongside with the song lyrics that um, musicians have written and it's usually a song lyric or a sentence or a word that sparks an idea for a poem and there's plenty of times probably at least 50 to 100 um, times I've like taught something of the Bible it was sparked from a worship lyric or from just one or th- sentence from a song, and And it's very rare that a full song hits me in the chest, a full worship song. I'm like, my goodness, I think I needed to call these people. I'm like, why did you steal my song? Like I wrote that song or that song and you stole the lyrics and you put them on paper and published it and put chords and and uh, if you've been (laughs) my poor uh, church team, I've just been so addicted to this song. Um, And that's what I want to do. I want to kind of read you guys these um, song lyrics that have hit me so hard in hopes that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. But we're going to go through this song together. It's not long, um, but we're going to read scripture alongside of the sentences from the song. And it's one of my favorite things to do. You can try it when you get home. Um, Take your favorite worship song and try to circle words and try to find scripture that matches that song. And the song is called um, kindness uh, and it just came out like I don't know maybe this last month and it's called Kindness by Bryce Moore there's a whole, uh, featuring Bryce Moore there's a whole bunch of songwriters um, two of them are from Maverick City and stuff like that and they just kind of combined and writ, writ the, wrote, uh, wrote this song together and it's gonna it's gonna attack and help and come alongside our mental health or and what is going on in our brains sometimes and and just bear with me i've not done this before um and it might just be a total wreck but we're just gonna go with it we're gonna read maybe a little we're gonna maybe read a lot of scripture that's what we should do right it's not too much um okay so the first line of the song it says i've tried the yoke of guilt i've tried the heavy shame the yoke of guilt and i've tried the heavy shame and here comes Jesus and says, You know what? I know you've tried the yoke of guilt. How many of you guys are carrying on your backs the yoke of guilt today? Something that you're guilty about, something you just wish would change. And the song says, I've tried the yoke of guilt, I've tried the heavy shame. And here comes Jesus reminding us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light in Matthew 11. And it kind of reminds me of, it zooms me right back to Genesis 3 where Adam and Eve are in the garden. And I want to read you this, really two verses from Genesis. Again, I've tried the yoke of guilt and I've tried the heavy shame. And this is what happens when our eyes are opened. Um, I wasn't ready for Genesis, but I was ready for the other ones. Um, first chapter 3, verse 8 through 10, and it says this then the man and his wife heard the sound of the lord of god as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the lord among the trees of the garden but the lord god called to the man where are you he answered i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked so i hid again with those song lyrics i've tried the yoke of guilt and i've tried the heavy shame how many of you guys went through something as in adam and eve they ate the apple and they had to cover themselves with fig leaves they figured out they were naked and they hid in shame because they heard god how many of us are guilty and shame shame-based with something that we run away from god and we hide from him and for for a couple of years when i became a christian um, i was ashamed of my testimony i really was you know i didn't find jesus until i was 26 and i was still showing up to church drunk i was being a greeter and i was drunk i was just i was really ashamed of my testimony because every single person um, that were christians that grew up in the church knew so much about god and i was ashamed because i didn't know anything all i know is that i needed to keep showing up to church and i was so ashamed because i'm like man i'm 26 years old and i know that's young but like i just everyone around me is talking about god they know the song lyrics i've always been a music guy and i'm like man i don't know what's going on and i've always been so ashamed about that and how much people knew about God and here I was I was just trying to get sober I was trying to just keep showing up and I was trying to like like what is this God thing and I was so ashamed I was like I was addicted to porn at that time one night stands all the time cocaine drugs all, like I was a mess I was a mess and I was ashamed how many of us are ashamed and we're um, just riding around with that yoke of guilt and that heavy shame and I just with that verse of the song it's just accompanying with Jesus saying hey my yoke is easy and my burden is light learn from me learn from me come to me if you are tired if you're feeling guilty and you're feeling ashamed come to Jesus tell him what's going on the second uh, a third line of the song it says but for all of my striving still grace is the only way Still striving. What are you guys striving to? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, God's word says that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus and not by our own efforts or works. Grace alone, faith alone. And I remember for me, again, when I first became a Christian and still today, I felt like I was, it was almost in an unhealthy way. Addictive personality, I didn't know anything about God, so what did I do? I just went into a cave into my room for like a year and just like Googled and figured out I wanted to be a traveling apologist first. And I was YouTubing seminary classes and I was reading and I was like, oh my goodness, figuring out that over time, it's the Lord's kindness that kind of prunes, like John 15 says, prunes away the weeds and prunes um, little things in your life and the bad habits and stuff, which we'll talk about later. But it wasn't my striving, it wasn't my doing it took me a long time I was you know I, I'm kind of yelling today I'm kind of passionate about this today but um, if you know me in real life I'm not really like a like I'm not crazy but when if you saw some videos before when I was a first a Christian I was yelling <laughs> like I was like some of you guys Zeke definitely has seen all those videos and I'll just hold the camera or my phone up I'm like hey guys and I'm like totally like I saw people on stage, that's the way they were, and I'm like, I need to strive and I need to pursue that. I need to be like that. And his kindness reminds me, reminds me over and over and over again, that it's not my own efforts. Not my own efforts. The next part of the song, it says, that old accusing voice, that ancient lie that held you bound, rendered speechless here, casting all their stones down. And it brings us to a story in John. It's where they guarantee wrote this story. Again, let me read those song lyrics. That old accusing voice, that ancient lie that held you bound, rendered speechless here, casting all their stones down. And John eight, it says it's a story. Then they all went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They're using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said, Let any of you... Who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her again he stooped down and wrote on the ground at this those who heard began to go away one at a time the older ones first until the only jesus was left with the woman, with the woman standing there jesus straightened up and asked her woman where are they has no one condemned you no one sir she said then neither do i condemn you jesus declared go now and leave your life of sin so the stones were released from these people's hands and they were not going to stone this woman and that that's that line it says the old accusing voice that ancient lie that held you bound rendered speechless here casting all their stones down and i just have to let someone know in this room right now the voices that you hear the guilt that you feel the shame that you're just carrying around with you has to be rendered speechless within scripture it has to be rendered speechless of what happened on the cross all your regrets and shame in the past jesus doesn't condemn you neither should pastors condemn you neither should your friends condemn you neither your family should condemn you and i know sometimes pastors and friends and family are the ones who hurt you the most but may we come back to scripture especially especially what jesus says that we're no longer condemned and the pre-chorus i'm so excited because nick's gonna sing this song it's gonna be fun Um, the pre-chorus says where are your accusers now where are your accusers now if you are a christian follower of jesus where are your accusers what are you guilty of what are you ashamed of what are you carrying around where are they at May we take on the posture like the Apostle Paul says, death, where is your sting? Hades, where is your victory? And just like Jesus, just like with the story we just read, where are your accusers? I do not condemn you, but please leave your life of sin. Please leave your life of sin. And the chorus drops, you guys. The kindness the kindness of the Lord is changing me. The kindness of the Lord is changing me. May you look back at your life or right now and say, you know what? The kindness of the Lord is changing me. It has changed me and it will forever change me in the name of Jesus. The kindness of the Lord. Romans 2, 4, in a paraphrase, it says, in kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. His kindness leads us to repentance. His kindness grabs us by the hand and says, hey, let's walk this way. And may all of our striving cease, may may all our steps to perform, may everything just stop and say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to walk with you and go your way. Because me, coming from me, there was many things that failed in my life because I did life my way. I did my life my way. Again, in kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us to radical life change romans chapter 2 and that was the chorus the second verse it says those things i cannot change there's some things in your guys's life that you cannot change there's trauma that has happened that you cannot change the scars that time cannot erase i see them start to fade in the light of your face Again, those things I cannot change, the scars that that time cannot erase. I see them start to fade in the light of your face. And I just simply want to bring you to uh, David's life really quick. When he knows there's things that he cannot change, he just committed adultery. He just committed adultery and raped a woman got her pregnant and later will kill the husband and kill the baby okay so david there's things in david's life he could not change but what did he do what did he do he postulated himself right next to the lord after being called out from nathan the prophet he wrote this psalm. in reality that he just committed all these crimes and all this All this cruelty against a woman and a family and against God. And may we all take this posture on with those things we cannot change. If we've done evil that no one knows about. If we've done, if things were evil that were done to us that no one knows about. May we take the posture of David. And it says, have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for i know my transgressions and sin is always before me against you only have i sinned and done what is evil in your sight so you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge surely i was sinful at birth sinful from the time my mother conceived me yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb you taught me wisdom in that secret place cleanse me with hyssop and i'll be clean wash me and I'll be whiter than snow let this moment today right now wash you white as snow the blood of Jesus when I look at the blood of Jesus I see love when I look at the cross I see God may this moment here today wipe you clean let me hear joy and gladness let my bones you have crushed rejoice hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity create in me O God a Create create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God my Savior and my tongue will sing of your righteousness open my lips lord and my mouth will declare your praise you do not delight in sacrifice or i will bring it you do not take pleasure in burnt offerings my sacrifice O god is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart you god will not not despise may it please you to prosper zion to build up the walls of jerusalem amen i think someone needs to hear that today He literally prayed, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. Deliver me from the guilt of killing someone. And the Lord still used him. What a beautiful, what a beautiful, humble. I don't think, for some reason, I think pastors do teach Psalm 51 a lot, and David a lot, and um, what happened on that night, and what he did, and how the Lord used him. But sometimes, for some reason, I think we don't, like, it doesn't register some, for some reason. You know, in John 10, 10, the, the thief comes to st- st- steal and kill. Like, if you're a Christian, Satan wants you dead. And I feel like sometimes we forget that. Same thing with Psalm 51. He prayed, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. From the guilt of bloodshed. So there's no way that something that you may have done or may have not done or in the future, in the past or whatever, may you take that posture. I'm like, if I feel super guilty of something or something's going on, may I take the posture of David and go to the Lord with it. Psalm 51, beautiful, beautiful, wipe me clean. We're almost done here. And this is the bridge of the song. It says, every old habit, is running out of space every old habit is running out of space every thought pattern now sanctified by grace think about all the old habits that the lord has cleansed you from for me it's porn and alcohol and maybe cussing too much or you know all these little bad habits that we may have um, some of you road ragers you know <laughs> Did i convict someone just now it says every old habit is running out of space if you keep pursuing Jesus and his sanctifying works, sanctifying works, pursuing Jesus, every old habit will eventually run out of space. It may have a lot of space right now, but it will run out of space. And every thought pattern, every thought pattern now sanctified by grace. What are you teaching me, Lord? Flipping my Bible, what are you teaching me? God's word tells us that we have been given the mind of Christ. First Corinthians chapter two, having the mind of Christ, every thought pattern, every thought pattern with our minds renewed. The apostle Paul tells us how to replace sinful, wrongful thinking by instead thinking of thoughts of God, honoring in Philippians four. And it says this finally brothers, whatever is true, what is true in your life? Simply what is true? Whatever is noble or whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. What's lovely in your life right now? And whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think of these things. Think of these things. Because I know how mean I am to myself with maybe the way I work. work maybe the way i work or perform or work out or read or study i know how mean i am about myself when i lose people with friends and family some i just know how mean i am and i cannot be alone i cannot be alone i was talking to a good friend the other day and we're just we just realized may you just take this moment and say hey you know what i'm going to not be so mean how mean are you to yourself what thought patterns are you so accompanied by and so it's kind of normal for you to look at yourself in the mirror and think negative things how mean are you to yourself and would you say and think the same thing if Jesus was standing right next to you looking in the same mirror would you say the same thing I hope he would say, like, dude, you looking jacked. Anyways. (laughs) I cannot believe I said that. Okay. (laughs) It was all serious. I'm like, that was good. And then I ruined it. And finally, and finally, uh, (sighs) Lord Jesus, help me. I remember, uh, it reminds me of that guy that um, said, uh, Something really wrong on stage at a church and it was super at a youth group. I'm not going to repeat it, you can ask me after service, but it, it, the words slipped and it was the funniest thing ever. I'll share it. We may put it on the projector so it's not coming from me, it's coming from YouTube, anyways. Um, again, every old habit is running out of space, every thought pattern now sanctified by grace. And f- lastly, to finish this up, it says. You take all the room occupied by shame. How much room in your life and in your mind is occupied by shame? It says, Jesus, you take all the room occupied by shame. There's no punishment written on your face. Again, you take all the room occupied by shame. There's no punishment written on your face. And the last thing I want to do, I just want to read the song lyrics to you just by one little think of it as i'm the am i the only person that looks up song lyrics and then thinks of them? As, i look them at it as poetry am i the only person that that is that reading these song lyrics to you i've tried the yoke of guilt i've tried the heavy shame but for all my striving still grace is the only way that old accusing voice that ancient lie that held you bound rendered speechless here casting all their stones down. Where are your accusers now? The kindness of the Lord is changing me. Those things I cannot change, the scars that time cannot erase, I see them start to fade in the light of your face. Every old habit is running out of space, every thought pattern now sanctified by grace. You take all the room occupied by shame, There's no punishment written on your face. And it's just a little different today. Um, I'm gonna ask Nick and all that. We're ready, let's do it. I want people to hear this. Um, No silence today, Um, no silence in solitude today. Just want us to really, really hone in on these lyrics and this song. And I just wanna ask you guys one simple question before they um, uh, play this song and I pray. I just have to keep asking you where are your accusers now where are where where is the enemy now and made this sermon and today and what we're talking about today be just like hey i remember that moment write it on your phone whatever just remember it in prayer like this was the day that i'm going to seek the kindness of the lord i'm going to be more kind to myself and seriously ask yourself the questions where are your accusers now Where are your accusers now? Because the kindness, the kindness of the Lord is changing me. So Heavenly Father, as I pray, uh, I pray that these seeds take root. That your kindness is the only reason why we're changing. Your kindness is the only reason why we're here. And your kindness is the only reason I'm going to furthermore for the rest of my life love you, honor you, and praise you. Father, I thank you for all the bad habits that you've helped us with, all the thought patterns you're going to help us with in the future and starting today. Father, remind us that it's your kindness that changes us. Your kindness leads us to repentance. You take us by the hand and you direct our steps. You guide our steps. And may we forever follow you. May we forever honor you. Please remind us and we thank you for your kindness and please keep changing us. In Jesus name, Amen.